Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Hope for Heroes, Texas. This is Brad Cornell, and we're serving those who serve us. If you haven't joined us before, Hope for Heroes, Texas, what we do is bring in first responders from around Texas. And yes, we bring them into the Bevy Hotel, give them a beautiful night at the Bevy Hotel. We give them a gift card to spend right here in Bernie, Texas, and they have an incredible time. And of course, it's all in the greeting. Well, on today's episode, we have got a fantastic first responder that's going to be sharing some great stories, because that's what we do here. Under the weight of the badge. Glad you joined us. You've seen it all. And it's 15 years. Brad Cornell here. Hope for Heroes. Go to HopeForHeroesTX.org and check out what we do. This is an exciting day today. You know, I have such great guests on, and sometimes you just get one of a kind on. I've got him on today. And you know, this is a Weight of the Badge podcast. Thank you, George Strait, for your music and for what you do and what that song means. And I just, uh, I'm honored and blessed today because, you know, Bernie, Texas is a cool, neat little town, and I hope your town's like Bernie, Texas is. But you know what happened here uh, just a couple weeks ago? Because we didn't have a police chief for a while. They've been waiting, and who are we going to choose? Who's it going to be? We all were wondering who's going to be our next police chief. We all kind of had an idea who we were hoping to be, but you never know. City manager picks that, and uh, doggone it, did we ever get a good one. We were honored and blessed to have as our new police chief, a gentleman that was not only in the Army for four years, been in the police force here in Bernie for 20 years, has a beautiful family. He is actually one of the big reasons that Hope for Heroes Texas is even doing what I'm doing because we had to have a meeting about a year and a half ago and he he uh, he was at that meeting because he was with the original police chief, Jim Kohler, as his assistant. And he's been all through the ranks um, of this city for the last 20 years. But his nod that, yes, this would be good for the city and be good for the officers and be good um, to honor the officers from Austin, San Antonio, and wherever to come to this town. And so it was a big deal to have him say yes. Now, he's also had, you know, he's received life-saving awards in 2004 and 2010. Two, um, uh, they're called Meritorious Conduct Awards in 2020. Several letters of commendation. He was a police officer department's officer of the year in 2003. He's, uh, he's, Got a beautiful, beautiful family. He's been married for 21 years. His wife, Kathleen, he has two sons, Diego and Max. You know, he enjoys the outdoors. He's went to Texas A&M, <laughs> which I know a lot of you guys are not going to hold that against him. But uh, anyway, I'm honored and blessed to welcome to the Hope for Heroes Weight of the Badge podcast, our new police chief and one of the greatest guys you ever want to meet, Steve Perez. Hello, Steve. Howdy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, I left out half of this stuff, I could have said. (laughs) But Steve, it's great to have you here today, brother. Thank you for having me, Brad. Well, man, I just wanted people to get to know you. Uh, a lot of people know you, but just to kind of have a chat with you a little bit about, you know, here's a city of Bernie that's got all kinds of things going on. And it's just, it's a, here's another little city that's, uh, that has its challenges. Now, you're Bernie Police Department, not the Sheriff's Department, Correct. which we have two of them, of course. Correct. And um, so here's your new police. What's it like to have them tell you you are the new chief of police uh very exciting news uh obviously i wanted it and you know made that very clear and i told him i'd go through whatever uh consultations interviews whatever i needed to do um at least just so i can get a chance at it and uh god blessed me and my family in this community and so uh when i was told uh yeah it was very exciting day for me and the family uh you know boys wife everybody was excited and uh I'm just here to get going. 
When's, when's the official day you take over? So official day will be next Friday, the 25th. Uh, you know, yeah, Chief uh, Chief Page, uh, Chief Cole retired. Chief Page uh, has been the interim since then. And so he'll be retiring as well. And so we'll do the official swearing in, changing of the guard, if you will, uh, next Friday. Ah, well, congratulations. My Thank gosh, you. we're so excited. Well, you've been in the police force, you know, for 20 years here in, in Bernie. And, you know, the name of this podcast is The Weight of the Badge, which is not a negative, folks. The Weight of the Badge is just what it, how incredible it is that you're, you know, that the uh, career you've had. What's it been like to be a police officer for the last 20 years? Uh, it's been great. I loved it. You know, I can't, you know, it, it's kind of cliche, but, you know, since I was little, I wanted to be a police officer. I used to see all the police shows growing up and, you know, was just always interested in, in that. And so, uh, you know, did my time and God put me on this path. And, uh, you know, I've always been focused on trying to get here. And, uh, you know, after I did my time in the Army, um, I got out, went through the academy. Uh, I was working for uh, Alamo Community Colleges down in San Antonio that was my first uh, police officer job. And then shortly after that, I uh, got hired on here in 99 uh, with City of Bernie and uh, haven't looked back. Oh, wow. Uh, well, thank you for it. your service in the Army also, brother. Thank you. Yes, sir. That's that's big. So your wife, was she fine with it when you decided this is what I'm going to do full time? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, since we met, I wasn't a police officer, you know. So uh, when we met, I had basically told her this is what I was going to do. And you know, I was going forward and she's been supportive from day one. She's never tried to talk me out of it or, or anything else. And so, uh, we've been married over 21 years. Uh, it'll be 22 this, this year in the winter. Um, and looks again, you know, both boys and, uh, very supportive. And I think that's what's led to my success is having that, uh, very supportive, uh, independent wife, because as you know, uh, late calls and meetings and, uh, you know, police work is police work. It's not a nine to five, so to speak. And I've worked all the different shifts, you know, from when I first started, just like a lot of people, you go dog watch for a couple of years and then I worked swings for many years. And uh, so, yeah, she's been there ever since and never really kind of been on me when you get home, you know. Yeah, you've got to have that strong. You're absolutely right. And when you're called to do what you do, I mean, yeah, there's none of this call 911 and they put you on hold correct yeah yeah <laughs> you gotta you gotta hit the streets oh yeah have you ever had any experiences any life-threatening experiences really that where you just went whoa that was close yeah so you know one of the the shortly after i started here uh it was only a couple weeks in and i was uh back in the day we uh i was riding uh with one of the sergeants here sergeant mark busby and uh, I think I was about two weeks here just trying to, you know, still kind of in that observation phase, just uh, driving around, getting to know the city limits and where everything was and, and you know, doing traffic. And uh, if if back in early, uh, well, in 99, uh, Larry Cobb, he was a deputy of canine deputy uh, with the Kendall County Sheriff's Office. Huh? And uh, uh, there was an area called Shady Rest. And uh, shortly after we got on our shift, uh Cobb, Cobb was shot. Oh, and he was killed. And mm. so that was one of the first uh, shooting calls I went on. And we were the first ones to get there. And, uh, you know, so that was one of the, the eye openers like, wow. this is real. Yeah, know? this is real. That's a good way you to know, put it. You uh, know, you do your traffic stops and, you know, stuff like that. But when you get to those, when you get to that type of call, that's where it really, uh, reality sinks in and and now you know what you're you're dealing with and um you know we kind of mentioned before you know um 
was that something that kept me from saying, I don't want to do this job. And I would say totally opposite, you know, yeah. that's a, it upsets you when that happens and you see your fellow brother, you know, mm-hmm. lying on the ground. And, uh, so even more so that's when I was like, yeah, that's what I've, I've been put on this earth for. And, and, and I'm going to do that. Well, God bless you, Steve, for being there. You know, it's, you know, nowadays, of course we talk, you know, I know back then just, I don't know. I just know of what I, who the, the officers I talked to back then, it was kind of suck it up and buck up and go. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, and now, because they, the statistics are that the average person, ladies and gentlemen, will see a terrible accident or a shooting maybe or something like that two times in your lifetime. The average officer is four to 600 times yeah. in your career. Yeah. And so, you know, we talk about the mental health side of that. How did you, how'd you process that? Cause here's your fellow, officer dead and how did you process that was there a counseling situation or were you just because these days we need some help with the officers because it's bad yeah so again back in 99 we didn't really um mental health wasn't a topic yeah uh we kind of knew it was there but it was one of those things that you didn't discuss uh you know um back in the day that stuff happened and you know you kind of talked talked it over with you know obviously with you know, the sergeant I was riding with at the time and some of the officers and you talked about it and, and on to the next call, next call, you know, um, you know, this days, of course, there's a lot more resources. Uh, there's obviously the, the focus now on mental health, uh, for both, you know, first responders and even the yeah. family members and stuff like that. Uh, cause sometimes it, it has a tendency to go home with us. And, uh, so it affects the family as well. Well, you um, know, being police chief, which is, that, that's, that's such a huge responsibility. Right. I guess you'll probably be dealing with that, obviously. Yes, sir. And so there's a new way of dealing with it. Yeah. No, and, and the way to deal with it now is to provide those resources and and let it be known that it's okay to have emotions. Yeah. You know, it's okay to, you know, to to grieve and, um, you know, for your fellow officers and, and, you know, get those resources that they need so they can be better all around and it doesn't affect them um, mentally, emotionally, physically. Uh, and so they can get back to doing what, what they, they do. But and I'm sure you've witnessed suicides in, in departments. Yes, sir. You know, because people don't realize that either, that the suicide rate for officers and first responders is high. Yes, sir. And uh, you got to catch that before it happens. Yeah, no. And that's, that's the important part is to catch it before, you know, so when you start seeing those early signs, those red flags, as we call them, um, you know, whether it's affecting them emotionally and really it goes back to the, the guys that are partners on the streets, you know, yeah. being, being an administrator, you know, I'm not with them side by side and going to these calls and seeing how they're being affected. So, uh, as an administrator, we rely heavily on those guys on the line, you know, the front line, yeah, you know, that are working side by side to say, Hey, you know, how's Steve doing? Is he holding up? You know, and, and so it's important to get that feedback from those guys and, and it has to be truthful. You know, yeah. we have a tendency as men. <laughs> oh, yeah, to be tough. <laughs> to be tough. That's right. And uh, everything's fine. You know, you, you, that's what you hear most of the time. I'm well, I have to say, Steve, what's so great about you, which, you know, a lot of people, of course, in this town, and I would say that it's it's really a, bit, a trait that we, we should all have as men is you're very approachable. Thank you. That's a big deal. Yes, sir. You know, because there's something about a persona of a man that's a cop. 
Yeah. And it's like, you know, you want to go up and say something, but should I? And, yeah. and you know, it, and it really means a lot when you're, when your officers are approachable and they just, because yeah. we got to realize folks, they're, you're real people. Correct. I mean, you know, I mean, I pass you in the HEB parking lot when you don't have your uniform on, it's just, yeah. there's Steve. I mean, but then when you put the <laughs> uniform on, it just adds that other, you know, that different persona, which is, uh, and you being approachable is, is really a big deal. And I was going to ask you the, You've been here for 20 years. What have you seen in this town change? I mean, what have you seen the change in Bernie? Because everything changes. Yeah, no. Uh, so when I first started back in 99, I think our population was right under 5,000 people. Uh, you know, still small town, small town yeah. mentality, country folk, uh, which I love. Um, you know, now we're probably over 20,000, I think is what our latest numbers are in the city limits. Oh, is that what it is? 20,000. And uh, so the biggest thing I've seen, obviously, is uh, traffic traffic increase uh we got a lot more homes businesses you know the growth is it's it's there you know there's there's no stopping it it's coming and it's already here and so uh you know the growth is the the biggest thing that probably the traffic and everything else yeah is it is you see now. <laughs> it's gonna run right into san antonio before too long yeah it really is so how's it how does your department deal with do we need more officers are they always applying do you how do you work on the on the officer situation yeah, so the officer situation, especially in this uh, current uh, situation we're in across the country, uh, you know, Bernie's not not the only department that we're still down to uh, about four or five officers, um, but it's that way across the country. Uh, society's a little bit different. We don't have uh, the people who want to be police officers anymore. Um, you know, the media doesn't help out and, you know, they show all the bad stuff and how everybody's against the police. And so that that uh, agenda is getting spread. And so uh, people don't want to do it anymore, especially in the bigger cities, um, mm -hmm. you know, but small towns is a little bit different, uh, you know? So yeah, we're, we're constantly um, trying to accept applications. Um, but, you know, just cause we're a small department, don't, don't take that for granted and think we're not going to do a thorough background check and, and uh, you know, we want quality, not quantity. Yeah. You know, and I think that's why uh, we have the department we have, because uh, we're not afraid that if we don't get a good batch uh, to say, OK, <laughs> that's not burning quality. Yeah. And so we're going to move on because all it takes is, you know, one bad apple. That's true. And so we're very particular on who we get. And so that's why it's important that we do the backgrounds and the polygraphs and everything we do to get on uh, with this department. Yeah. Do you, are you expanding the department as far as different, are there different, uh, way it's expanding when I see difference in like horses, bikes, uh, I mean, we do anything different in town because it's a tourist town. Correct. It is a tourist town. Uh, you know, we've talked about that. We got several officers that are bike patrol, um, but being shorthanded, uh, patrol is always a priority. Yeah. And so, uh, the calls are the priority. Uh, we do have a new community officer, hopefully, uh, as this weather gets a little bit more, warmed up and better uh, we're going to encourage him to be out there the whole point for our community officer was to be on the bike be in that downtown area where all the tourists are kind of interacting um you know part of his job though is events and there's a lot of events, lot of events around here you know we're already getting ready we just signed off uh permits and stuff for corvette show in april and so spring is knocking on the door already and all these events and and stuff are coming and that's a big part of his job is to coordinate that uh, he's kind of the liaison between our department and kind of the city and 
And so, uh, you know, we got to get these events going and make sure people are safe when, yeah. when they come down here. Well, that's exciting. What do you want people to know about the department? What do you want people to know about the police officers department and kind of what, what goes on and what, what they can do as us as, as the uh, civilians out here? What can we do to make your job easier in this town? Uh, you know, uh, we love Bernie. Bernie, yeah. uh, we kind of talked about it. Um, you know, this is a, a unique community and police officers that are not from here. Uh, who come out from outside, especially if they're coming from Austin and some of these other areas, uh, they don't see that support. Uh, they're probably going to be shocked because we have a great community, very supportive. Um, you know, my goal is to maintain that relationship uh, with that community, uh, with the school district, with all the different businesses, with, you know, nonprofits, uh, you know. And I guess the best thing to tell people, and you kind of mentioned earlier, we are people. Yes. You know, uh, we live in this community. We coach Little League. We, we're shop at the H-E-Bs. <laughs> That's right. Uh, you know, so we, we have a job just like everybody else. Uh, our job's a little bit different, you know, um, but the community is what makes us, uh, makes us who we are in that relationship. And we encourage that with our officers to uh, be more human. You yeah. know, don't be that rigid uh, soldier, RoboCop. You know, that you kind yeah. of see on TV, kind of like the old Just the Facts, man, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, you know. Just the Facts. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> so, uh, I think that's the biggest thing that uh, we try to encourage our officers is, hey, these are people, they're humans, they're, you know, obviously most of them that we deal with are in crisis. Yeah. Um, they have to take that into account and, and just handle them. Yeah, you see people at their worst. Correct. It's, a, it's their worst time. Correct. What do you think about all the, it seems like there's a lot of new people from out of state moving in. How do you see them coming into our town and really assimilating into it? What What would you want those folks to know? Um, this is in California. That's why I would tell you that right there. <laughs> yeah, this is Texas. Uh, and this is Bernie, Texas. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, yeah. I, and I can't blame people from the outside coming to this no, community. I understand. We yeah. got, you know, obviously great police department, great sheriff's office, great community, great school district. So when you're great, people want to be part of that greatness. And uh, so, yeah, they're moving down here and, um, you know, we'll, we'll treat them, treat them right, treat them with fairness and dignity, respect and, and everything else, you know. But at the same time, you know, this is Bernie and <laughs> you know, we want to encourage them to be supportive and, and obviously we don't want to have uh, that hate the police mentality here and, and spread yeah. that. And, uh, you know, we invite them if they do have that feeling, come, come talk to us. Cause, uh, you know, they, in Austin, they say, keep Austin weird. We need to say, keep Bernie great. Keep Bernie great. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. 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 So, you know, of course you've been a big supporter and you've been a big part of hope for heroes. How do you see hope for heroes helping our community? Of course, others, other communities. Well, just, just the support. I mean, God bless you. You know, he, he sent you down here and, and everything you've been doing, uh, you know, it has been a great, you know, people are seeing it from outside. You, you mentioned the outside. So small town, Bernie, Texas, uh, you know, you're bringing us, I guess, helping us get on that map on the law enforcement side. Yeah. Uh, cause people are seeing how, um, you yourself and the rest of the, your partners that you, you get involved with are treating our community, the, Launch every month, you know, just kind of barbecuing and our guys coming in, hanging out. They they like that, you know, um, everyone kind of gets together because, again, it's not just Bernie PD. It's a sheriff's office, fire, EMS, yeah. uh, troopers. 
Um, you know, everybody's in their constables. Uh, you know, anybody who's, who's carrying that badge, um, you know, whether it's fire, police, EMS is, is all there. And, and truly, we, we are all family. Yeah, for sure. You know, we have different jobs, but, you know, uh, when it hits the fan, we're all there. We all need each other. Correct. And folks, you know, and that's that's something I, I'm glad you brought up about the, the officer lunches and the first responder lunches. And folks, if you're out there, guys, and, you know, you're from Florida to Mississippi and Idaho, different people to tell me they're listening to this program uh, on podcasts. And like I'm saying, you guys need to break out your barbecue and you're sitting there doing nothing. Go down to your local, you, you got four or five, you get together, find out how many first responders you have in your town and have a barbecue once a month and don't invite the public. It's just for the officers to get together. And I, I'm blessed because I get to be there because I'm putting the thing on. <laughs> but to watch you guys interact yeah. is really exciting, I think, because I don't think you, you know, you don't sit down and, and coffee shops with all, well, I think we had seven agencies there at yeah. one point. Yeah. And that really is to see you guys having fun, laughing. And I'm thinking, look at this. I mean, this is really fantastic because what you do out there is serious business. Yeah. No, and there's not a lot of opportunities. I mean, most of the time uh, guys get together out on the streets. It's usually at calls. Yeah. You know, uh, especially when you got fire emails and everybody else like that. And again, being first responder, especially on the police officer side, I, I can't really speak for the yeah. fire and EMS guys, but I know police officers are always uh, leery and kind of watching people. Yeah. You know, there's that, uh, as great as Bernie community is, it's just a police officer thing. Yeah. And, and people probably need to know, don't take that in a disrespectful way that's just the way we are you know? well your heads are on a swivel i mean you're trained to be that yeah 540 all the time and uh and so we're we're definitely do that so when you can put you know first responders especially police officers in the area and they know it's just only cops and fire and yeah. ems and and everyone's just you, you know, just let your hair down and just talk and that, have fun. That weight comes off a little. It does. The weight of the badge yeah. gives you a little bit of break in the action. You know, folks, we have, it's kind of funny when I talk about the weight of the badge, you know, if it, if it's me at home and my mom fell and she hit her head and she's bleeding and I call 911, that weight of the badge is on me. Man, when I see that that EMS or a fire, please come around the corner. Now it's on you. Yeah. Who do I feel better? I don't have to worry yeah. about anything. And that's why it's so important for us to respect our police and all of our first responders. This country needs to have more respect for the guys that are out there putting their lives on the line yes, sir. for us. And I just want to tell you, Steve, I, I just can't even begin to tell you what a blessing you are to this town and to the people. And the police department's just amazing. And you guys, when you show up, you know, folks, we have a Hope for Heroes every Go online to hopeforheroestx.org. Put your email address in there, and I'll send you an email when we're going to have an event at the Bevy Hotel, which will be well, this next week. Um, of course, this will air next week, so it'll be that day <laughs> next week. <laughs> anyway, um, but it's a big deal. And our guys, you have your guys show up. Yeah. And that's what's so amazing. I mean, you they come and greet these other officers. Yeah. They come from Austin or San Antonio, and they just love it. Yeah. And so... That's a big deal, but that comes from the top. If it wasn't for you and your, you know, you the upper the, the Al Oxiers and you and the police chief and the fire chief and all the chiefs yeah. saying, "Hey, swing by there." Yeah. It wouldn't happen. No, yeah, and and again, it's important because it, it's not about um it's not about us, it's about that officer and his family that are or her family that are coming to Bernie 
to the bevy. And uh, like you said, I, I think it makes a great impact when they see other law enforcement and uh, and they feel a little bit more safe than walking in and seeing just a bunch of civilians. Uh, you know, going back to the emotion side, yeah. uh, we've had some officers that have been involved in shootings and stuff like that. And so, of course, normal procedures usually is, okay, you got to go see somebody, even though they may not be ready to talk at that particular time. Mm. But what we've learned is uh, you can't just go see a normal counselor. No. You yeah, can't go see no. a civilian who's never, you know, that's right. Been been there and and uh, been in those situations, and so that's something that I think we probably need across the country is, you know, retired law enforcement officers, uh, you know, fire EMS people who've been there, who've been through all that traumatic, yeah, uh, situations uh, because it's not, it's it's different when you're talking to another officer, and I think that's why. We've, you know, first responders hang out with first responders. That's right. And that's a great point, Stephen. I'm looking for more retired first responders to help us because I'm a civilian. Yeah. And the one thing I do not do is try to say, I know how you feel because I have no idea, folks. Yeah. And you, you cannot put your feet yourself in a police officer's position. And that's why we our follow-up is by some of your officers yeah. and the sheriff's department. They call the different people that have been here yeah. to see how they're doing. They pray with them. You know, this is a ministry. You know, we just show the love of Jesus to everybody we can. And our officers, we we show it to and pray for every day. Yeah. There's a bank of people praying for our first responders and officers here in town. Yeah. And you should be doing the same thing for your town folks. Yeah. But yeah, but that's exactly right. We do not know how you feel. We don't know how you, you guys, you know, process things yeah. when you see, because yeah. it's just some of the stuff that you see is unbelievable. Yeah. We couldn't handle it yeah. as a civilian. You've got, God's got a special, special place for you in his hand that we don't get to, be in and we shouldn't be in if we're not called. Yeah. But yeah. um but I appreciate you, Stephen, taking some time to spend with us with me here at uh, Hope for Heroes and what you do for Hope for Heroes, how your leadership has been incredible. And I'm excited to watch what's gonna <laughs> happen just just the way you deal with things and the way you handle stuff. I mean I know it's not gonna be a very big change because the guys are great now, but yeah. there'll be that Steve, you know, <laughs> fingerprints on things, and I'm excited about it. So I just want to thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to stop by here and, and spend some time with me, Steve. And thank you for the awesome man of God you are first and the leader that you are and hanging in there till this time. God's appointed you now to be here for this time to yes, do sir. what you need to do. And so we're going to continue to pray for you and your family and your leadership and hope for heroes has got your back whenever you need it. Well, thank you for you. Thank you for your ministry. And thank you for all the support. Thank you, buddy. I do it for us. And I do it for them. And I ain't gonna buckle under the weight of the past. Hey, folks. Wow. I hope you enjoyed that. It's amazing what these men and women do as they carry the weight of the badge. And we sometimes forget how incredible they are but they're called to do what they do. So you know what? When you see one, give them a wave, give them a smile. Things are tough out there for all of us sometimes. So take some time for yourself. Spend a little time in church and with your family. And uh, thank you for joining us today on Hope for Heroes, Texas. It doesn't weigh a lot Until you put it on And the weight of it is staggering Got an answer, and it's all.